Welcome back to another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. I'm Mike Siciliano, Dean of Students of the Upper School. I'm joined today by Class of 2015 alum, Faith Hillard. Faith, welcome. Hi, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to meet you. We yes. actually don't know each other. We I have know. this alumni series that we do, and um, you were like in my period of not being at Santa Fe. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I've heard so many good things about oh, you, you, and um, you. we're excited to get to hear from you a little bit. We are in also a new venue for today. This is the first yeah. time we've ever done it in this particular space. A whole new building for me. Yeah, I've just never seen for it. you. The whole I... building was constructed <laughs> because we heard you are coming. So uh, for those who are listening, they might hear a little bit of traffic. Uh, we're, we're just trying to space out. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but welcome. So what was it like? I love to ask when we do our alumni ones, what was it like driving up up Academy today. Oh man, it's it's crazy. My my parents still live in the area, so okay. we do go to Tony Sakal quite a oh, bit. Oh yeah, great so spot. So I am I am in the area, but to go through those gates again mm-hmm. and go you know talk to the guard, I'm like hi, I'm here as a visitor. It was so strange. Yeah. Um, but that entrance is still the same. But walking up the stairs and seeing how much has changed yeah. was was wild. The quad has like a completely different. Feel yeah, now. but it, it's so cool being back almost eight years later and yeah. and being back on campus. So what what is it what does it feel like you walk up the stairs and people have different like some people immediately go to their best memories some people go to like the one horribly embarrassing thing like what was it for you um I definitely it's definitely fond memories I think for me um I really enjoyed my time here and so I think of the senior business week and you know when we were out there in the quad and what was your business um, we did Mike's uh, Jersey Mike subs. Okay. Yeah, we did the Jersey Mike yeah. subs, and um, I think we did pretty good. Yeah. And I got asked to prom in the quad, and so it's so awesome. funny just to like have all these memories. And then I got to ask who asked you to prom in the quad. Um, it was Sean, Sean LaPere. He okay. asked me my junior year. Okay. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> so it was great. He had the whole saxophone. <laughs> yeah, I love did it. A whole musical number. Yeah. So good. yeah, lots of lots of fun memories, but it's crazy how much has changed, but at least the quad's still there. I recognize yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, the, the half the quad was the same for you. I mean, I joke now that cause I started in 1992 wow. in lower school and the, the only buildings left are the chapel and the lower school. Yeah. So give it a few more years. <laughs> and then it's just <laughs> You won't recognize anything. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Um, you know, we love catching up with our alumni and, and just hearing about their journey. And also you know, when you have some space away, a little bit of maybe uh, maturity and time yeah. to reflect on the way this place impacted you, yeah. it's hard to appreciate maybe as a 17-year-old. Yeah, that's um, so true. <laughs> so why don't you catch everyone up real quick on on what your journey's been like since Santa yeah. Fe. You graduated in 2015. I did. Um, and then I went straight um, into my freshman year at Point Loma Nazarene. So I stayed close. I love San Diego. So I was really grateful yeah, to be there right by the ocean. Um, I studied biology there. Um, I Sciences have always been a passion Um but I've always kind of leaned in more to the animal side. So mm-hmm. they didn't have a specific degree for that. So I would take, you know, animal behavior classes and some marine ecology classes. Um, it was definitely hard because you had all the pre-med kids with you. So those yeah. OCHEM stuff, almost, you know, not that I wanted to completely change my major, but it was a moment of like, is this what I yeah. really want to do? It's, because That's I'm, all I've ever heard about OCHEM. Yeah, it's, people it's, it, like, it, it makes you question your entire everything, life. Absolutely so, everything. Yeah. Um, but I kept pushing because I wanted 
to stay in the animal field and I knew I needed that degree to get there. Uh, graduated spring or summer of 2019. I did a study abroad in France, which was actually awesome. heavily impacted from my time here because yeah, yeah. um, I went to France with Madame Catania yeah. and I wanted to go back so badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so after graduating, I didn't know really what to do. Had a degree in sciences, but I knew I wasn't going pre-med. I wasn't doing lab work. I'm like, how do I start? Yeah. And I um, worked for a little bit down at the Del Mar Fair in the infield, yep. teaching composting for the summer. Love it. How to compost, how Love to get it. started. Love the worms. The fair thing is such a rite <laughs> of passage. Like, and I, I feel like it's it, because of COVID and it, like yeah. the, the, the kids now, there might be less of it. Yeah. But like, I man, that like summer before junior year or senior year, I feel like everybody was working at the fair. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was really fun. And then right after that, I'm like, okay, I need to get a, get a big girl job and I'm not sure what to do. My now husband, but then boyfriend sent me a link and there's a job at SeaWorld yeah. um, in education, which I had already kind of done volunteering in education mm -hmm. before. So something I was comfortable with. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. And from there, I started working my way up. And this last year and a couple months, I've been in the aquarium department um, working with fish, awesome animals. And so yeah. that's kind of job-wise what, what I've been up to. Hence so the since mug. then, Hence the mug, the octopus. Okay. I love octopus. I got to work with the giant Pacific octopus for a while. How big is a giant Pacific octopus? The one we have is probably about like five feet across. Okay. He's really massive. He's super strong. Five feet like arm to arm? Arm to arm. Okay. Yeah, right. across. Gotcha. Real, real big boy, but he's yeah. such a sweetheart. You definitely get to see personalities. And when you're out there, it's just you all day. Other areas have like area partners and you've worked with other people. And that area specifically, it's just you and the octopus. <laughs> and like, so you I, really bond. So with the are animal. you like, I mean, like I'd be terrified. And that's just me. No, yeah. I'm not science person. I'm not <laughs> animal person. Yeah. Like, you know, we haven't let our kids get pets. And my <laughs> wife is allergic to a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I'm also not sad about that. Yeah, so, and yeah. that's just, and it's not that I don't have a heart. So please, oh, you know, no, I shouldn't absolutely. out myself. Um, so like, but you have just always been like, as a teenager, yeah. someone would have said, hey, you're going to spend a year in a pool with an octopus. Oh, and I would, you'd have been ecstatic. I would have cried tears of joy. I'm okay. like, I made it. I did it. I did what I wanted to do. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so let's talk about, um, well, well, first of all, part of what brings you back here, it wasn't yeah. just to do the podcast, yeah. right? Am I mm -hmm. right? You're, you're actually going to Madame Catania's class yeah. who you mentioned earlier yes. and maybe explain a little bit about that. She's had a big impact on you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So crazy. Just like reminiscing on just how time goes by and how she's stayed so, you know, present in my life. Um, my freshman year here, I was actually going to take a Spanish class. I was going to mm -hmm. come in as like a level two because I had taken Spanish in middle school. And I was in the class and I'm like, you know, I just feel like I want to do something different and new. So I switched. I signed up for her French class. I jumped in not knowing anything and I was hooked instantly. I love mm -hmm. the way she did the class and I did it all throughout high school. I took the AP test. Um, I went on the trip with her and got to explore the country for the first time. And yeah. she was such a huge mentor in my life. Even after I graduated high school, we would still meet up with um, with some other friends and get coffees and catch yeah. up and talk about, you know, what's going on in our life, you know, what struggles we might have. She helped walk me through, you know, crisis of degrees, like, yeah. what should I change my school right. degree? Like, what should I do? 
Um, so having her as a mentor was cool. It impacted, you know, my decision to want to do a whole semester abroad in France because yeah. she really instilled that that passion um, for the language and the culture and the country yeah. in me. And it's, it's it's such a thing that I feel is it's pretty unique and special about Santa Fe that 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 teacher mentorship it doesn't oh, stop at graduation absolutely to the point where like your friends think it's weird. <laughs> right? Yeah. At least that's been my experience oh, yeah. with like non Santa Fe people. They're yeah. like, you go to coffee with your high school teacher. Yeah, they're like, you know, uh, that's kind it's, of. And yeah. yeah, I even had her officiate my wedding. And okay. So when I tell Amazing. people, I love it. Um, yeah, she's my high school French teacher's officiating the wedding. They're like, all right. I'm like, yeah. you just haven't met her yet. You'll you'll see once yeah. you meet her, you'll understand. Awesome. So I love it. That's... It's been really a huge blessing to yeah. be able to have that relationship. And then, what else brings you back today? You're going to her class today. Yeah, so I'm going okay. to her class. Um, they were so part of what they do when they go visit France. They work with other schools, and mm -hmm. so what that's something I love too. In her French class, was getting to talk to French students. Yeah. Um, directly and so it makes that giant gap of countries so much right. closer um, and so they're talking about marine ecology and conservation and so they've prepared stuff to ask questions about for me and want to share maybe just what they've learned yeah. so I'm really excited to cross kind of that bridge of what I'm doing and my passion and yeah. uh, who's to say what's going to happen in the future but I really do believe French language and culture has is so deep rooted in me now from that freshman year that I would love for it to actually play a part in mm. my job as well. That's awesome. Um, maybe a new Jacques Cousteau or something. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I like it. Um, so, and just to put a little context around that for for some of our listeners, she does a project with her French students that is in partnership mm -hmm. with students in France at these yeah. schools she's developed and they get to pick a lot of the topics. Mm -hmm. And this year they jointly picked the topic of science and conservation, animals yeah. and whatnot. And of course she called you. So yeah, I'm thank like, this you. Is, this is perfect. <laughs> thank you for coming in oh, and, and investing so in our kids. Oh, thank so you. there's a few strands of your story that, you know, that stand out to me. There's, there's the science strand, there's yeah. the French strand, which you've talked a lot about, yeah. which, you know, Jenny Catania played a, a big role in and going on that trip. Yeah. Um, and then there's the faith strand. So mm -hmm. if it's okay with you, I'm going to yeah. flesh a, a couple of those other ones out. Yeah. Let's start with science. Yeah. Were you always a science kid growing up? And, mm -hmm. and then how did Santa Fe help with that or did it? Yeah. Um, I, I was always a science kid. Okay. I went through probably all the different options you could before I landed on the ocean. So okay. I was like, I want to go to the moon. I want to go to space. And then I did some research and I was like, you know what? That's a little too scary. No, thanks. And then I wanted to be a paleontologist. Throw me in like in the yep. in Egypt with Digging the mummies. I want to dig stuff up. And then I was like, you know what? No, the ocean's for me. So that's where <laughs> I landed. So I kind of went, went through all of them. Um, so that's something that I have always been interested in and my time here too. I think I took, um, Mr. Robinson's oceanography class Great class, and yeah. he did, which is so funny too. Cause he talked about all his time at SeaWorld, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of a crossover. Maybe that like subliminally affected me, yeah. um, started, started putting those little roots in there. Um, but it did because getting to learn sciences in a Christian setting too is greatly impactful and even continued on when I was looking for colleges and I still was hungry for that yeah. at Point Loma. I want to understand my natural world, but know where it came from. Mm -hmm. And I think people can 
be nervous about that, shy away from it a little bit because you're afraid it's going to be a conflict of interest yeah. and that they'll butt heads with each other instead of work together. And so I think that in some ways you do kind of go through your own evolution of sorts of trying to grapple with how everything around me exists and where God, you know, how he played a part in that and to not be afraid of tough questions or maybe yeah. things that you don't fully understand and maybe won't fully understand. But at the end of the day, it won't change my faith that I know that, you know, God is still Lord and Jesus is, you know, the son yeah. of God. And at the end of the day, that's what's most important. But this world is so beautiful and so vast and just to, you know, get to lean into that more. And so I think starting here with sciences and getting that first taste of like you can learn these side by side mm -hmm. was I think really impactful because you you sometimes see polar opposites and you don't yeah. think they can work together. How has that played out for you in like let's take it SeaWorld, right? Yeah. You've been there for a little more than a year now. It's obviously yeah. not a, a Christian place. No. Um and I don't know if that really comes up much or not. Mm -hmm. It might come up for you if people are yeah. saying certain things or yeah. whatnot. Like do you find that that tension is regular or it's actually not that regular? It's What's interesting is I have actually found fellow Christians in the organization, mm -hmm. and I, I do feel like you are able to draw those people to you in a sense, and we kind of find each other. Yeah. And so that's what's been really cool is in education or in the aquarium department, you do find those pockets. and But it does, you do start to notice it. I think we all care for the animals and we all want the best, but there is that extra level that of compassion that's there or, you know, understanding of the creature that you're trying to take care mm -hmm. of. And that gives that extra kind of respect and love that maybe, you know, is just a little beyond maybe what other people would think. Yeah. Um, so there, I think for me, it's, you know, you get an animal, a fish or whatever, and it needs treatment. And, you know, we were told to care and tend to the earth. And that's almost like a little micro environment of that because yeah. I've been entrusted to take care of these animals to the best of my ability. And that includes making hard decisions. Mm. And, you know, you do it with compassion and you do everything you can to try and, you know, fix a situation, try treatments. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to have compassion for that animal. And if there's nothing else you can do, you need to make hard, hard choices. Choice. Yeah. So it's like that duality of tending and caring, but still trying to go after the one. Like just if you see one sick animal, not to just be like, eh, whatever, it's just one. Mm. You're still going after it. You still want to make it better. And the joy you get, you know, being able to put it back in, you know, it's an environment and it's tank and watch it swim. And you're like, yes, like I fought for this yeah. animal. Like I had to pull it up every day for injections. I had to cart, you know, hundreds of pounds of water to the vet <laughs> to like do x-rays and like it's finally made it. And so I think with my faith in my job, it, it does give you that extra kind of, and I think a healthy respect of this is a living creature, like this is God's animal. I'm going to try and take care of it, but yeah. you know, it, it's a respect. And yeah. I think it's really important to have. And I think at the end of the day, it does kind of set you apart from other people because you take it and you recognize something that other people might not. Mm, that is beautiful. <laughs> um, if you don't mind me asking, which because I have the microphone, I mean, and we're filming it, you probably wouldn't say if you did. But uh, <laughs> what has been an example of like a really hard decision you've had to make even either mm. in your career or even just like a hard faith period that you mm. went through post Santa Fe that you'd be comfortable sharing yeah. about? I think 
one just that's coming like off the top of my head is so here you go to chapel you know once a week yeah. even in college we had to go to chapel mm -hmm. a certain amount of times yep. once graduating and i didn't have kind of that reason that incentive even though i enjoyed going something that was always kind of pushing me and i yep. was fully on my own um, was hard and I would go but then COVID happened and yeah. so no one was going anywhere right. so I didn't go to church for a while and I really I think for a while impacted me I felt like you know I just wasn't as close to God anymore and I it's interesting that you can tell when you're no longer in relationship hmm. with someone and especially in COVID we were not in relationship with a lot of people and, yeah. and I think at that time I was so struggling and trying to lean on him, but at the same time wasn't being fed. And yeah. so it just felt oh. really out of balance. Um, and with my job too, which is interesting, weekends are always changing. And so recently I was able to get Sundays off, but now I don't. So I have uh, Friday, Saturdays now are my weekends. So I don't have Sunday to go to the church that I had like finally plugged yeah. into. Yeah. So I would say a big struggle in my faith right now, just after, you know, graduating and getting older is staying, yeah. you know, in church and staying in community and realizing how much I like need teachings and encouragements and challenges. And when I don't, I start to feel kind of sluggish and it's not, it's, it's really interesting just how being here and being in college and having that environment all the time. And then when it's on you to do it yeah. and life gets in the way and, and starting to, you know, maybe not prioritize it like you used to, or when sometimes you didn't have a choice and your parents are like, yeah. get in the car, we're going to church. <laughs> um, yeah. And that impacts a lot. Mental health, I think is a big one too. Um, when things get hard and your first thought is like, oh, I need to go to God about this but instead you just overthink it and you get bogged down and it can really mess with you. But that's where too, it's been a big blessing having other people who are yeah. still rooted. So when you are going through that, um, my husband sometimes will be like, well, let's pray about that. And I'm like, that's the answer. That's <laughs> the only answer. But I don't know like why I didn't even think about that. And yeah. so having that, I think has been has been really great, but I think a lot of people will connect with that. You yeah. know, it's, it's one of the things when you're here at Santa Fe too. You obviously you, you take for granted things get routine. Yeah, things get, you know, and you're and, like, oh, I don't then, want to go this week. Yeah, yeah whatever. You know, and the <laughs> next thing you know, you haven't been in a while, and, and you're, you're like, you I'm know. craving this. Like, yeah. I, I miss yeah. this. You know, why why haven't I gone? Right. Or why can't I make this happen? What are some of the things you remember about Santa Fe? specifically in your spiritual growth that you look mm. back on and, and you value? Oh my gosh. The biggest one was Mr. White when he was here. Yes. Chris um, White. Chris White. He's in Scotland now. I know. Seminary and doing That's amazing, amazing things. So, he yeah. would do a morning prayer. Um, so I would wake up my senior year at 5 a.m., which honestly was great practice because that's what time yeah. I have to wake up for work now. Um, yeah. And we'd get to campus and we would meet in one of the old classrooms down, um, I think where Mr. Lyons was. Mm -hmm. And we would talk about, you know, struggles we're going through, prayer requests and pray for healing. And, and I would bring some of my classmates around. And I think that was really huge. That for like spiritual impact was just to see that tangible in your fellow classmates and really kind of understand struggles, not just yeah. like, the, oh yeah, I'm fine. Or like, yeah, yeah, things yeah. are hard, but whatever, you know, moving on, life's great. Um, but to be really real with each other mm. for just an hour or two yeah. before school started. And then you're right in your history class and you're, you know, going to math and you jump back into school. But for just that moment, 
have be really real and have fellowship with each other yeah. was, I think, hugely impactful. Um, one of my best friends, Holly Bernard, I wasn't friends with her really all of high school. It was that senior year, and yeah. I had asked her to go. I was like, hey, do you want to go to this thing? And since then, we've been so close. <laughs> she was a bridesmaid. We lived together in an apartment before I got married. Um, and that kind of was like the start of that was like a come along, let's yeah. do this. And it brought us like really close together. Yeah. So that was something that was, I think, very fondly about. That changed, I think, a lot right before graduating um, high school. That impacted yeah. a lot. What about um, just standout experiences that like, you know, things that, that you look back on, you're like, that was an amazing memory or an amazing experience. Uh, you've mentioned the France trip, yes, which I think yes, it sounds that, like it's number one. That's a big one. That, yeah. yeah, that was, you know, I was that annoying person who wouldn't stop talking about it for like a really embarrassing <laughs> well, amount of time. It, it paid off. Now we have you on a podcast and we're having you talk about it. So um, I would say a really, I can't remember, it had to have been biology, but we went and went to a company, I think it was called Nuvasive. Uh -huh. I took anatomy, so it must have been yeah. with Robinson again. Yep. And we were able to do surgery on a cadaver to replace right. something in yeah. the spinal. And that was like another very real introduction into the science world. We also did stuff at the beach. And I think that moment, though, going and doing that was so incredible because I'm like, where else as a high school student could you right. get there and be in like a medical field of sorts doing something so tangible? Um, I think he honestly really impacted. I haven't been able to keep in touch with him, but I do think in the science realm, he did impact a lot That's from awesome. his science classes, anatomy classes. I took anatomy as kind of an elective, but I loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. It was hard, but I was just <laughs> to learn more about the human body. You know, you don't, I wouldn't have had an opportunity in college to do that. And so to get to dive into that was just feeding my my hunger for yeah. knowledge and science. And that one specific instance of getting to do that pseudo-surgery kind of was just right. a dream come true, honestly. Yeah, yeah. We, and we still send kids. We're doing it Alpha Tech now. Oh, really? Company, you guys are, oh, that's same, awesome. Same experience. It's, yeah, it's oh, my gosh. It is so cool. Yeah. When I would say that in college, like, oh, yeah, my freshman year, yeah, I did this. They're like, you did what? <laughs> well, <laughs> where where so did you go to school? <laughs> actually, that's. I'd love to ask about that. I mean, so you get to college and you're in yeah. science. Yeah. I mean, did you feel prepared? Did you feel ready for that? Yeah. What was that like? I, I felt ready. But there is something that unless I didn't take AP bio, so that that was on me. So my freshman year rolling up into a bio class, everyone else around me had taken AP bio. I'm like, oh, all right, let's go. Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the um, what's photosynthesis again? Um, but it was I That's was able like to... the only thing I remember from biology. <laughs> I, like that like, is what's the, the only mitochondria thing. again. Oh, shoot. Powerhouse of the cell. Uh, yeah. Two things. <laughs> Although I think our biology teacher now says it's not just the powerhouse. Yeah, the there's so much more. Yeah. It gets a bad, okay. you know, there's more to them. Got to dig deep. Yeah. But um, it, I, did, I did feel prepared. There was definitely that foundation that was there. And I think more importantly, though, it this place prepared me how to study hard and mm. how to learn well. And while maybe there were gaps just for myself because I didn't take the AP class and so just book-wise I was missing a couple things, I was able to catch up so quickly and then excel because I knew how to be a good student. And I think yeah. that's really what impacted me here was how to be a good student. Yeah. And that translated then on so many other aspects of my life, but I was able to you know, study hard, dig deep, you know, find certain groups that I could study with. I think here, was it Miss 
Pratt. Yep, she's still here. She yeah. she changed she changed not to be dramatic. No, she please, changed please my life dramatic. in some ways. She did. Um, I didn't know I had dyslexia until my junior year here when I started to do all the standardized testing. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this so hard? Why can't I get good scores? She found, you know, a place for me to do a testing, found out I had dyslexia and I had been overcompensating for it my entire life, not knowing. And so I was like, why? That makes sense. Like school is always hard. I always had to study X amount of more hours to get just like kind of yeah. an okay grade. Right. And she was able to get me extra time on testing. And then into college, I was able to get priority registration. And that honestly made a huge impact in my yeah. college career. I was able to research professors, see like what I would like, who'd be a good fit, you know, really change my schedule that I was able to set myself up to take classes that I wanted in times that were good and get extra help if I needed it. And it was at the time when I was here, kind of was like, oh yeah, sign this thing and I can yeah. take the SAT for extra time. <laughs> and like, that's great for me. But then when I left, I was like, I still get, like she was this, able this to get me on. these benefits. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. And so it, that freshman year when I was applying for classes and it was like, oh, you can register a couple days early. That yeah. was so incredible. So yeah. I'm so thankful to her that she was able to do that for me. Well, like, thanks for sharing that. And and it's it's interesting because I this happens you know, fairly regularly where we have a student in their sophomore, junior, even senior year yeah. that discovers something about themselves. Yeah. What was that like? I see it with kids now. There's, there's sort of two ways. One, sometimes they get frustrated. It's like they don't want to be the person with dyslexia. Yeah. So no, that's not it. Yeah. It's not that. And then other times it feels like an unlocking of, oh my gosh, this is why I've yeah. had these things. Um, did you get either of those, both of those, something yeah. different? I think you can definitely get frustrated because now there's like a quote unquote label on something right. and you're like, oh, I don't want to be put in this box of like, oh, now yeah. I check box, right. have dyslexia. But I think for me, it was a big sign of relief because ever since second grade, I was struggling. So I actually got held back a year, um, second grade, because I saw I was struggling in math. I'm an October baby, so I was kind of already on right. that cusp. So like, oh, well, maybe she's just a little too young. Yeah. Like, you know, and so I, growing up, would just really struggle. And I remember so many nights doing, you know, math with my dad and he'd explain stuff. And I'm like, I just don't get it. And um, back when I was younger, too, I would miss recess because I was trying to still finish math problems and I just wasn't understanding. And so finally figuring out that, like, I just wasn't dumb in a sense. It was like, no, like my brain just mm -hmm. works a little yeah. differently and it's not my fault. I'm trying to do the best I can and now I can get help was really, yeah. really impactful for me and kind of like a sigh of relief, like, okay, now I know what's going on. And I had just felt so defeated leading up until then. Hmm. Like you try so hard, you do the right thing, you understand the yeah. process, and then it comes to the test, you get your result, and you're like, this doesn't reflect how much effort I care about this to put in. And so to finally understand that was like, okay, then I now can pivot and and you know work with it. But I also think there were some hidden benefits. I think my visual memory is great now, so I was able to compensate for that. And so that gives me strengths in other areas where people are like, how did you remember that? I'm like, I don't know. I had to just memorize how to read from yeah. sounds. And I think honestly played too into language sure. as well. I think language has been a huge strength. And 
Um, for French, going back to French, being able to pick up accents very well because I'm able to now mimic sounds mm -hmm. um, and kind of repeat that. So it's That's it's so interesting how yeah. how the brain works. We're really incredible, and sometimes when you're seen as a weakness, you've got a stronger strength and not yeah. to focus on the weakness, but you've been gifted another strength that other people may not have as right. well. So. And no surprise, God makes us all on purpose. Yeah. And, you know, even things that might appear different in, yeah. on one sense, obviously have their own strengths with them. And, yeah. and that's why he did it. So yeah. um, I just so appreciate your perspective on that. Yeah. So thank you. Um, well, okay. Last thing. So since you work at SeaWorld, mm -hmm. you know, do we, how many free SeaWorld tickets a year do we get now that I, we've done? Is this like I a... I actually have quite a few. They okay. expire at the end of the year. Oh, well, I'm great. Try, I have two little girls that to... would love to be inspired by a former Santa Fe student down there. I'm always there. trying to pawn them off because they expire. And I'm like, who wants to go? Do you want to go? I'll, I'll give you friends. my email. <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> yes. Honestly, absolutely. I didn't see your email till later about... Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh. Anytime. No. Anytime. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. More importantly, we appreciate you being here. Thanks for sharing your perspective oh, and so um, congratulations on you. all of your success. And thank you. Um, we're super proud of you. So oh. um, thank you, Faith Hillard. Oh, thank you so much for having me and being able to kind of share eight years worth of my life and how this place is has impacted that and yeah. set the trajectory. Well, it's our pleasure and it still is because you're meeting with our students right I know. now. So it still continues. <laughs> the fun right. still continues. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you to those of you listening and or watching. If this is your first episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, elsewhere podcasts are available. We also have video podcasts on YouTube. Got all kinds of topics for you to check out. So uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon.